Welcome to Updates from the Field, produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Welcome to Updates from the Field. I'm one of the Asian coordinators with HeartCry. I'm here with one of our coordinators from Europe. So we want to share with you some of the details about a recent trip that he and I took to Cambodia. Uh, while we were there, we had a couple of pastoral conferences, and also we were able to visit one of our evangelists who is the director of an orphanage. So, well, first of all, as a European coordinator, you're accustomed to traveling to your your last pastor's conference was in Paris. It was. Yeah. So how did that pastor conference compare with the one in Cambodia or the two that we had in Cambodia? Well, to start, I never realized how long it took to get to Asia. Yeah. So, you know, we, we took a short flight to Atlanta and then a very, very long flight to South Korea. And even then we weren't there. And then it was a five hour flight and then a seven hour car ride. So that by itself was a whole new experience having to travel so far. The beauty of Christianity is that believers are the same everywhere, pastors are the same everywhere. Uh, So that part was familiar, but everything else was completely different. Yeah, yeah. So one of the highlights of our trip was traveling to one of the provinces called Mandulkiri. And our partner in Cambodia, um, Shalom Ministries, they're um, seeking to reach out to the Bunang people up in um, in Dulkery. So we held a pastoral's conference um, with the uh, the brethren there and you and I we we share the time. I spoke on the person of Christ and you spoke on the the work of Christ. I felt like that was very beneficial. Um, The pastors were very receptive at least from my vantage point. They were um, seeking to you know, to learn. They were very interested, Yeah, excited. Yeah. No, it, it, it was good. It was, um, you know, people who sit there with their Bibles open and they're eager to learn, that's an easy person to teach. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the most special parts of that was at the end, the, the thank you they gave us. You know, we saw the chickens hanging up, you know, a, across the field or whatever, and that was our supper that night, yeah. that they had taken two of their chickens and killed them for us. And it was really special. Yes, yeah, so I think there were probably 15 or 20 uh, church leaders there at the conference. Yeah. It was two, two days, was it two days that we talked? Yeah. Yeah. So not only, you know, teaching the pastors, we also were able to meet some of the new evangelists we have that are reaching out to the Bunong people. And that was very interesting. We were there during rainy season. So we went to some villages where the, the roads were extremely muddy. And uh, not only did the tires and vehicle get muddy Uh, we had to walk through some mud as well but um, it was it was exciting it was encouraging the the missionaries there are working really hard to reach I think there's four or five different villages that they're they're traveling to Mm -hmm. they um, they go during the the day during the noon hour when a lot of the farmers come home for lunch the missionaries and the evangelists they go there to to share the gospel and uh, in each location, there has been the conversion of one or two um, believers there. Um, so we want to pray for that work among the Bunang people. There's, there's differing um, 
percentages of, of what different groups believe you know the percentage of Christians are but where we were it was a very small minority in fact in several of the villages there's only one uh, believer you know in the West in the US and in Europe we were talking to one of the guys about how we all have idols but our idols tend to be idols of the heart but over there you know their idols are physical statues and physical things they carry around um, you know in every place that we would go into there'd be a Buddha in the corner or some kind of altar they had set up to offer sacrifices. And so to see somebody who's willing to count the cost of following Christ, to lay aside their idols, to burn them, to get rid of them, it costs them a lot. You know, socially, it's not going to gain them any favor with, with the culture. It's not going to gain them any economic status. And so to see those villages where there are a couple converted yeah. is, is really a, a testimony of God's grace. Yeah, And that one 18-year-old girl that had come to faith in Christ. She's the only believer in the village, and that was her prayer request. Y'all pray that um, that my family and other people in the village will embrace Christ yeah. and, and we'll have a church planted and can worship together. Yeah, yeah. so I was excited and yeah. encouraged by our visit there in Mendokari. I think the work is, the foundation's being laid, and yeah. they're working extremely hard yeah, to make Christ known. Their, their willingness to go out and witness to people, like you said, to do what it takes to meet the people is, is very encouraging. Yeah. And then we left Mendokari on a very rainy day. We did. Yeah, we had a uh, taxi driver that didn't speak English and, uh, and had about a seven-hour drive in rainy weather, wet roads. And we were praying very fervently in the back seat for our protection. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, from, from Mendokari, we went to the province of Kempelong-Tom and visited a, a village Stong, it's where an orphanage has been established that, that Heartcry works with, works with the director, Dara, who's an evangelist. But also, while we were at the orphanage, we had a pastor's conference, a second pastor's conference, where again we discussed the person and work of Christ. So, thankfully, the orphanage has been able to, to build a chapel or a church building on the property, and this was the first gathering in that building and it was it's extremely nice we're very thankful how the lord's provided so that that church could be built or the church building could be established so what did you think about the second pastor's conference in relation to the first yeah it was a whole different set of people you know i'd never met any of them but it was more of a, an invitation to neighboring pastors and so we weren't sure you know there was there was the range of some guys you ask them a question and they could answer it and you ask them, can you cite this verse? And they'd have it memorized. All the way down to there were a couple who were really earnest to learn, but they had a hard time finding the books of yeah, the Bible. Yeah. So, you know, I try to keep that in mind as we were teaching of you've got to teach to everybody's level. Yeah. So I think there were 30 church leaders at this conference. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm encouraged by the earnestness of the pastors that were there, but it is heartbreaking to see the great need the yeah. great need that these men need for training. It is. Yeah. Uh, why don't you share uh, with the, the one brother who yeah. came to the realization of, of what had happened to him. That was exciting. Yeah, no, that, that was that was really great. So, you know, we were sitting there teaching, and we had more sessions than I think we accounted for, and we couldn't tell, you know, are people following along? Are they tracking with us? And so I asked at the start, does anybody have any questions? And I thought there might be a couple, but it turned into over an hour of people just, they'd ask a question and then, and they're really insightful questions mm -hmm. that helped us to understand how they were thinking. 
Well, one guy asked, um, he was an, an older man probably, who he said, you know, before I was a Christian, all my life I've been so serious. I, you know, I wasn't emotional. I wasn't anything. I was just kind of stoic. But he said, now that I'm a Christian, I just, you know, mm -hmm. can be driven to tears so easily. What changed? And so I said, well, turn in your Bible. And I showed him the verse where it says, God will take out your heart of stone and give you yeah, a heart of yeah. flesh. And so that was through a translator. So the man translated it and the guy turned there and found it. And he shouted out, hallelujah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and it, it, it hit him like, that's what happened to me. It did. And so to see that kind of power of God's word of Maybe he's never read that verse before, yeah, yeah. but now he has it, and he can show other people, this is what God does to people. Yeah, it was beautiful to see yeah. how he was able to see in the Word of God how what he experienced was found there in that verse, and just yeah. kind of the spontaneity and yeah. excitement that he expressed yeah. was great. He was definitely the most lively uh, you know, response as we were preaching. He would say, Amen. Or, yeah. So yeah. it was encouraging. It was. And we got to visit the, the orphanage. We did. So I've been traveling to Cambodia to visit the orphanage for around 15 years. Yeah. So this was uh, exciting for me to bring someone along from Heart Cry to, mm -hmm. to see the work firsthand, to see Dara and his wife. Um, I found it interesting when you asked Dara how many children he had. You yeah. meant biological children. I did. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were sitting there at the first night, you know, asking him questions, and I said, how many children do you have? And I thought he'd say, you know, three, four, five. Mm -hmm. And he said with a straight face, 27. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. He, he counts every single one of those kids as his own. Yeah, I think that's what makes it beautiful. They, they really do parent uh, 27 children yeah. and, and love them and, and care for them. They do. Previously when I had visited, and this is a, um, shows you my lack of, of faith, they had a, a prayer need that they expressed about God providing uh, permanent um, dormitories mm -hmm. and the housing for the orphans because up to that point the orphanages had to go from place to place trying to find a place to rent and and they were praying God please provide for us the funds so that we can build a permanent place and I was thinking yeah. you know these poor children yeah. you know yeah. uh, so naive um, but uh, I was the one that was naive and filled with unbelief and it was uh, heart cheering to see how God's provided not only the church building but yeah. um, the the dorms as well. Well, and they, you know, those children all listen to Dar and his wife. They have chickens and they have fish and they have, you know, everything to take care of. And they just, they have what they've been given from God and they manage it very well, it yeah. seems like. Yeah, a lot of hard work. Uh, it is. You know, the, the guys there at the, the orphanage, they actually built the, the chicken houses. Yeah. So that was a lot of work. So they, they've invested into it and I think they're uh, in, a, in, a, in a right way proud of it and taking care of it yeah and then there were those two young men that we met yeah. who had an interest in ministry that we mm -hmm. talked to yeah um, I don't remember their stories exactly but they just sat down with us and said we want to learn the Bible so we can teach the Bible yeah and they had not graduated high school so they were having trouble finding a Bible college we think we found one for them but we need to check it out a little further yeah. but just the fact that they're wanting to learn and grow in their understanding and yeah. there's a lot of men like that there's a lot of need and just encourage our our audience just pray you know it's still true today what Jesus said you know the labors are few yeah. and that's true in Cambodia and most places in the world there's great need but few labors but 
but there we see an earnestness, but just a lack of resources, a lack of manpower to, to train those men. But yeah. Yeah. the men that are there that we're partnering with are, are faithful and are seeking to do that. They are. Yeah. Yeah. No, I came home from Cambodia experiencing all these things, and I got back to the office, and I told everybody, I said, you've got to go on a trip one time to Cambodia with this brother. So yeah, yeah. I, I hope more people can travel with you and see it all firsthand. Yeah, I love Cambodia and what God's doing there. Yeah, yeah. thank you for being willing to travel with me. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Continue to pray for Cambodia. Continue to pray for the work of heart cry as we seek to make the gospel known among the nations and to strengthen uh, the people of God. Thank you for listening to Updates from the Field. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about Heartcry Missionary Society.